Morning routines. We all love to watch other people's routines on YouTube. How much of us do a morning routine ourselves consistently? Hmm. Now, whether you have this awesome one that you've been trucking along with this whole time, it's kind of bland, but at least it gets you going. Or maybe you just don't have one and you need inspiration and motivation to get yourself going because things are a little messy right now and you want to get it all back together. I thought I'd do a really fun podcast where I just give you a ton of ideas that have inspired me in the past or many that I do. You might have seen my own routine up on YouTube. And so alhamdulillah, let's get into it today and get a ton of life-changing things that you can do in the morning. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslima Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima, coming at you each week on topics of love, life hacks. Actually, we're about to go into the life balance series. Oh, yes, we're going to be doing a lot of life balance stuff, productivity. It's the end of the year. People are feeling a little bit crummy. I'm getting those DMs of just like wah wah, and the new year is coming in for people. And so we want to kind of help you feel a bit better in 2023. So we're going to get started productively ahead of time, proactively in the podcast in December. So we already kind of started with the last one. You can go back and check out. We did like something like three things that organized people do differently. It's really, really powerful things that you could do. You could check that out after this one. Today, we're going to do some life-changing things to do in the morning and just giving you some amazing ideas because we are big believers here at Mindful Muslima that we are not all just copy-paste, carbon copy, we're all the same thing, robotically moving through life, copying everyone else's ideas. We need to find out what works for us. And so the best way to do that is to give you a ton of options for you to try things out, see what works for you, and to find your special fit. <laughs> like find your jam, find out what works for you because that's what I did. I figured out works for me. Even if you watch my morning routine on YouTube, it's all just basically like, this is what I do, but don't copy me. Find out what works for you. And matter of fact, me just moving through each step that I do and how it could be the same or different for you. So you got to find out what works. And the other thing I will just throw out there is kind of like a bonus tip for women. You got to know this season of your life. Um, a lot of you guys know I'm about to come up with a uh, life balance course. And, and I'm going to be really, really strong about like, this is, there's no like, hey, this is your life balance. This is how to do it, ABC. Life balance can change um, from season to season. And, and I'm a big believer and that's why people get it wrong. For example, if I'm a mom right now, uh, a new mom versus a mom who's having a second child versus a university student who's not a mom at all, who's not even married, she's trying to get her studies done, you know, versus a woman who's focusing on her career right now or her studies. And so like, you know, we all have different seasons of our life. And so your schedule and your morning routine should never look exactly the same. Isn't that interesting? I don't think we ever really, really think about that. We're like, oh, my routine is I get up, I do this. Every season of your life, really? Maybe that's why we're not finding consistency. So I'm a really big believer in that. And I have my own um, method with that that I teach. And so anyway, today we're going to give you a bit of ideas that you can use to go forward and figure out what's going to work for you. And then you could take that and say, in this season, isn't going to work. Maybe that if you're having a baby right now, or you just had a baby, it, you know, it's very different. Women put a lot of pressure on themselves, as opposed to somebody who's like, it's exam week, you know, oh my gosh, like, okay, so like, let's just take all that to consideration, shall we, before we dive into all these. But for today, let's just say this is our brainstorming, think outside the box, get a bunch of ideas just for you podcast. All right. And you could save this podcast 
and come back to it when you're ready to try out more and more and more ideas. So I suggest you either save or download it because later you come back, you can always try another five or another three, do what works for you. Make sense? All right. So right before I start, any new announcements? One huge announcement is da da da. We are actually working with Sunni Campus. Really, really excited. This is a um, an Islamic teaching company in the UK, and um, just brilliant, brilliant. Um, a bunch of uh, mashaykh or qaris in there. Um, you guys might have seen Yahya Rabbi. He um, came in, Ustad Yahya Rabbi. He came in a beautiful, beautiful qari. I think he's originally from Somalia, but he's in the UK. Came in and did sessions inside of Thrive. Another cool thing is I think they have Sheikh Abu Suhaib and he does fiqh. There's many, many other mashaykh in there and they do really great stuff. And we're going to be working with them and getting a special discount for you guys if you guys want to join in their classes. They're about to start a new semester. Look forward for information on that coming up. Other than that, the last session with Ustad Yahya Rabbi, you can catch him for free inside of Thrive, is December 20th. Mark your calendar. Don't miss it. Questions, DM me on Instagram. Last one is, yeah, I am traveling unexpectedly to Turkey. Just found out last night. So after my family, y'all are the next to know. <laughs> because subhanAllah, um, my daughter just happens to need a surgery, so I will be traveling. Uh, what day are we traveling? Apparently, the only day we could catch a flight was on the day of quote-unquote Christmas. So we will be flying on the 25th. I'll be there for about a week. I'll take you on Instagram, all through the fun stuff I do and eat in between the surgery we obviously have to take her for. We just want to make sure, you know, she's taken care of, but we also want to, um, you know, make it a light experience when you're going for a surgery. It can feel kind of nervous. So, you know, we'll do our best to keep it cozy and family and take you along with us. So excited for that. And alhamdulillah, we're going to dive in right now to all of these beautiful tips that we have for you. So number one, um, okay, let's do this. I'm going to start with some obvious ones, like Islamic obvious ones. But then after that, I'm going to give you some like something maybe you didn't think of type of stuff. We're going to go into some other ideas that I think you're going to love. But we're going to start with some of those diehard, tried and true, what we should do in the morning that will be life-changing first. So let's dive right in. Okay, so the first one is tahajjud. Even before the morning, <laughs> technically, um, before the Fajr prayer is tahajjud. Um, a lot of women have a lot of problems right now. They're going through a lot of stress. And let me tell you something. I have never prayed the tahajjud prayer, been in sujood, begged Allah for anything, and didn't have an immediate solution come to me out of which I could not imagine. Absolutely life-changing. So when I talk about my my most amazing tip, my most amazing tip is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best keeper of promises and just does things that are beyond expectation if you let him. See, that's the key. Most people don't wake up for tahajjud. And let me give you a little tip if that's hard for you. And when I say tahajjud, what I mean? So, and basically it's like any of the prayers between um, Isha and uh, Fajr. Like it's, your, it's you denying yourself sleep. Now, here's the cool thing about winter. And I would say this as not every country is in winter. And I get that. But a lot of us are. The summertime, women always call me and say, oh my gosh, host, you know, mindfulness, how do you do it? How do you pray to Hajjud and Fajr and this and that? And then it's still, you know, um, summer and the nights are so short. It's really hard. That's the answer. It's really hard. It's hard to be consistent and it's hard and I have to motivate myself every single day. It is very hard because I'm sleep deprived. You're sleep deprived, right? But, but we push on through. Here's the deal about winter. 
It is so easy. I don't know about you, but when you want to go and fast in winter, it's like and then at like, I don't know, it's four or five something o'clock in the U.S. It's crazy. Where in the Ramadan time, usually it's between like eight and nine, something like that. And so subhanAllah, it's too easy to fast. So that's another just bonus tip. If you have Ramadan stuff, like fasting, get that in there. But tahajjud is like too easy in the winter. So my suggestion is go to bed. At a, at a decent time and you still have tons of hours to pray to Hajj. even if you just wake up right before Fajr like 20 minutes 30 minutes there's just really no reason to miss it and if you're struggling in your life it is just especially important to not miss it that is my very first utmost life-changing tip number two Fajr Fajr prayer obviously is going to set the tone for the day Either you're going to pray it or you're not. And then you're going to feel really guilty, right? All about it the rest of the day. Oh, I'm a bad Muslim. I didn't do it. I probably should have. I probably could have. My alarm. I shut it off. Just just keep promises to yourself. Keep promises to Allah. Intend to do it the night before. Keep your promise. You will find your entire mood and vibe for yourself the rest of the day good because not just because you prayed the Fajr and you have, you know, alhamdulillah, the barakah of that, but also because you're keeping your promise. You're going to be like, oh, I'm the kind of person I, I do what I say. And then it's just going to make you feel different about yourself for those women struggling with self-confidence and all that. Number three is do hydration. Um, when we sleep, one of the first things we're actually supposed to do when we wake up, which I have to keep reminding myself of because I feel groggy and I want to grab for coffee, is stop. Don't do that. Grab for water first because when you're sleeping, it's actually like it's a dehydration. And so when you wake up, the first thing very, very good for your body on an empty stomach is water. And if you're not a water drinker, like I'm not, um, but I do like obviously want to be hydrated, which is really important. Your body's made up of so much water and and just going for, you know, coffee or sweet drinks and stuff is just not good. And so um, what I do is I put a little lemon in it. Um, I have the, this water bottle that I bought specifically to force myself, you know, to do this. And I put ice in it. I find the temperature. I know that's bad. So like usually you're supposed to have room temperature water. Let me tell you, if I have room temperature water, I'm never drinking water. It's just not my thing. So as much as if you can do that, thumbs up, good for you. I'm not there yet. That's my own weakness. For me, it's like I need the ice in there to motivate myself to be like, cool, refreshing drink, get it down. Or like a spritz of like lemon or, you know, mint I'll throw in there. Something to jazz it up because for me, like just the water itself for whatever reason. If you love water, great. My point is start the day with that. That's just the hydration bit. It will make you feel physically better. When you're physically better, you feel mentally better. It's all connected, ladies. And I know we kind of know that but then we kind of don't do it, right? So I'm just, here's your reminder. Um, the next one is journaling. So you know I'm big on journaling and I'm not big on journaling just because, you know, there's some people out there, they're like, I'm not a writer. That's good for you, but I don't do that. So to those ladies, I got you, give me a second. But for the journaling piece, you guys know I have a four point journaling system. I ended up making like a YouTube video on it. I have a PDF inside for free inside our resources section in the website www.mindful-muslima.com. So here's the thing. Inside of there, um, you can find the four points and it just turns your mood around. Catching your negative thoughts in the beginning of the day is really important. So I would say that next step is like catch your negative thoughts in the morning, life-changing, change them in the first five minutes after I pray. I usually do it right after the fresh and you know when I'm sitting with the Quran and stuff like that which is another one which I obviously didn't uh, mention in yet, 
which is the Quran. Usually I let all my negative feelings come out in the journaling and then I go to Quran, but you could do it in any order you want. So I'm not going to go into the four point. I've done podcasts on it. I have a YouTube video. You can go check it out, like I said. But with the Quran, obviously, you know, the heart hardens. Rasulullah he said, every time we do sins, and we do, right? Watching something too long, we shouldn't have gotten involved in, you know, like maybe said something we shouldn't and we were angry at somebody else. There was a little backbiting. Like whatever it is, you know, constant astaghfar, asking a lot of forgiveness and tawbah and trying not to do it again, really important. But also the Quran is like, a, like taking a sponge to some dirty dishes. Like it really, really is. It washes your heart. So if you're a person who is feeling numb to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is another thing to do because you are cleaning that heart so that you can feel um, closer to him. And this will obviously brighten your mood, your mental mood, your spiritual mood, and all that stuff. So these are all things that are just really going to give you that jolt in the direction that you're looking to go. I've kind of lost track of what number I'm on because I'm going to tell you a whole bunch. So I would say almost 15. Let's go to almost 15 I'm going to give you today. Um, number six, I think, is where I am. But if not, either way, um, for people who are not into the whole journaling thing, I want to go back to them for a minute. Um, you can, like I said, do notes like voice notes. You could open up notes on your phone if you have an iPhone and you can just press the mic button and do like that. And you're like, well, what's the point of that? Um, why don't I just record an audio or why do I do that at all? Seeing your emotions on paper in words, ooh, it does something for you. It just shows you to read yourself, right? I'm really sad today. I don't even want to get up. It's so different than to just think it or say it to yourself unconsciously or consciously to read about how upset or sad or anxious you are. It makes you go, is that me? What? You know, it just it wakes you up a moment and makes you say, ooh, and if when you write that every day and then you look at your writing and you're like, ooh, I'm a sad person. What's happening here? Am I not doing anything about this? How long is this going to last? How am I going to stop feeling like that? You then, you then you kind of feel like, oh, maybe I need to do something about it. Well, well, why you know you need to do something about it? When you see it over and over on the paper, it kind of makes it real in a different way. Does that make sense? And so that's really, really important. So the people who can't do the full-on journaling thing, I would say this. Do anything related to gratitude. And I'm going to speak to the people who say, well, I have to get up and I have to commute and I have kids and I have to pack them for school. This all sounds really cute for a woman who has more time. And my response to that is, I am a woman who has done all those things and I have done all these things. Now, I'm not saying you have to be me. I'm saying you pick and choose what works for you. But I'm saying is we can tell ourselves there's no time Till we die, because that's what most of us do. And at the end of the day, that's that's the thing. We're actually in control of our own time. We act like we're not, but we actually are. Yes, we are. And let me tell you why. Because if I have to get up by six to get the kids to school, I can also wake up at five. I can also wake up before. I, now, if you have babies and stuff, totally different conversation. Like, let's put that on park for a second. But for the, like, I'm talking small, small, small babies, not babies without a routine. We try to get them on routines, right? But at the end of the day, um, I want you to know, like, we have to make the time. Allah is the controller of time. And he said, you know, the one who controls their time is the best of people. And the ones who don't, they end up being the losers, right? And so taras, they end up being the losers. So Allah is really, really serious about that. So if you haven't gotten a hold of your time, 
you guys know, that's the whole reason. Like, do you think I was sitting around going, hmm, let me make a, a life balance course? No, people just kept asking me, how do I manage my time? How do I do my routine? Yada, yada, yada. So I said, okay. So I crunched myself. Like, you have no idea. Like, right before I jump on the plane to Turkey, I'm probably going to be like releasing it to my team so it can come out in January so everybody can start their year easier. Um, I've had so many DMs. So this is the stuff. It's not easy for everybody. I get it. But you have to figure out you and I'm here to help you figure out you. So we're starting today with some fresh ideas. So going back to um, that, you could just do it like on a voice note and you could look at it. And if you're not into all that, just gratitude in itself would be like my next tip. Um, just any type of gratitude in the morning. Um, one of the keys to happiness is gratitude. When you are grateful, you do not feel ungrateful. When you're grateful, you feel happy. Like, thank you, Allah, when you really feel it. And even if you're going to fake it in the beginning, and I know that sounds harsh to say, but if you don't feel grateful because everything feels horrible, then then you're going to find really hard to be sincerely grateful, right? If you feel like your day feels, you might be listening to this podcast right now and you're just having the worst day ever, right? May Allah make it easy for you. This is what I mean. And then when you go to pivot to gravity, gratitude, you're like, gratitude? Yeah, I'll get to that right now. I'm dealing with all this stuff in my head. And so it's hard. Forcing yourself to do it, it really helps because remember what I said, you're going to feel what you focus on, you know, if you focus on what you're going to feel. So like they're connected. If I'm going to keep focusing on how life is bad for me right now, everything is horrible, then that's what I'm going to feel. Horrible. If I can focus on what's good in my life, it will make me feel, take a guess, good, right? So this is the idea. It's actually a gift to ourselves. We're denying ourselves that ease. So Allah loves when I'm grateful and it actually helps us out, right? Alhamdulillah. So the next tip is skincare. I am not a huge skincare person. I'm probably the simplest. I'm probably, I'm probably like the tomboy version of skin skincare, right? But everybody needs to have what works for them once again. Like I'm into natural products. You guys might see me. I use mostly like black soap from Ghana and stuff like that because I feel like it's so good for like anti-acne, like really, really. My daughter, um, when she had issues like that and then she used that, she found such a difference. Like we didn't have to go buying crazy expensive products. We just used some really, really raw black, black um, soap from different, um, I think one was from Ghana, the other one I can't remember. But like at the end of the day, like really, really good. Three dollars five dollars like and people say where'd you get that I, mean, I, I honest truth I go down to like the I go to like an African neighborhood and I buy it from there like I'm in New York City so I can do that but at the end of the day you know like do what works for you my point is my skincare is more natural it's more minimal but if you want to do something deep and cleansing and beautiful and that's what you want to wake up for in the morning please do that do something that makes you feel fresh if your skin is glowy and hydrated and like just like so so feeling fresh and beautiful that will change your vibe that will change your attitude and that will make you motivated to do things like do what is going to work for you the next one is goal review now i personally have like always looking at my goals now i have a whole thing on goals like i said that i will be teaching inshallah ta'ala in january but for now what i would say to this is my goals shift from season to season i have like big life goals right big life goal get to Jannah, right? <laughs> this is my big life goal. Please, Ya Rab, let me be there with my sisters. If you've been in Thrive, you know my dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us together in a gathering better than this one in Jannah al-Firdaus. 
Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. I'm always making this dua because I want to scoop up all my sisters with me and them, me with them if they go first, whatever it is. So this is the big goal, right? But my regular goals, I'm always reviewing them. This is really, really important um, to keep yourself focused. It's really easy to get swept up in like crazy mad schedules with your life and then your emotions and get off track. So I genuinely look at these types of things every day. And I know that sounds cuckoo, but it's not. It takes 10 seconds and it makes me go, yep, that's what I'm shooting for. And I just keep it moving. It's really, really easy. So just somehow, you know, don't get the shiny object syndrome. And then every new thing that seems like a cool goal that comes up on Instagram, you're like running for that. That's why we don't get anywhere. So don't do not do that, right? Um, and and say, say no to things that aren't going to align with your goal so you can make room for those things that do, you know? It's really, really important. Even if you're just looking at them and reading them for 10 seconds, it's really powerful. The another one I have is read a book. If I do nothing else in the morning, my new thing is I have a list of books. I'm currently reading Disciplining the Soul. This is my this is probably gonna be our book club book because right before Ramadan, I'll give a little sneak peek. Right before Ramadan, um in February-ish, we're starting the book club. Or maybe it's like end of January, beginning of February, so that you guys can get mentally ready for the book club. And if you guys don't know, we do book clubs all the time. We're gonna have three of them in 2023. I'm only going to do three exclusive ones because I am so busy in 2023, if I could be fair. I'm doing a lot of collaborations with different um, groups and stuff. It's going to be our year of collaborations. And so I want you to make sure if you really want to get in our free book club, it's totally free. um, And you'll love that. I have a secret, by the way, for 2023 that I'm not revealing yet. I just spent the whole weekend revealing it to my team and just you were doing the little like dancey dance, but getting excited about it. Like you guys are going to see, I'm going to do inshallah ta'ala by Allah, by Allah, if it's meant to be, looks like it's working out, but Allahu alam, one of the first huge things for Muslim women ever in the world. And we're very, very excited about it. And I am going to reveal it soon, inshallah, after we get it a bit more going. I am signing papers and getting it moving as we speak. So my point to you is, um, you know, reading is important. So I'm reading Disciplining the Soul right now. This is a classic, classic book. And alhamdulillah, if you do nothing else in the morning, just sit down and just do, if you can't do a chapter, just do a page. And if you can't do a page, do a paragraph and just mark it. You're all good. I try to read things that will give me inspiration. That's honestly what keeps me going is just new knowledge. It keeps me going all the time. So I suggest that for you as well. All right. Another suggestion is do a workout, getting that blood pumping in the morning. If you can do that for me, it's really hard after I've been like, I have this set routine with my husband where we do workouts at four o'clock every day. Like he wants to do it every day. I probably do it five days because the other two days I'm like, look, at some point I have to catch up on other stuff. Like you, you go do the man thing. Like I can't do that every day. So I do it five times a day, but it's our, it's our like thing that we do together. It's our couples thing. And it's really good. We do it for each other. Literally we do it for each other and you know, the sake of taking care of our body. So working out in the morning, get the blood going. If you can do it, great. We've tried to do in the mornings and the weekends. It's a little bit harder for me because I've gotten that rhythm. But if you can do it, like when you do it, you do feel like really good. We both looked at each other. We were like, well, we did it on the weekend, 8 a.m. It actually feels really good. So if you can do it. Number nine is visualization. And I love this tip because it's the sort of tandem like with my goals. When I look at my goals, I'm, I'm looking at a year and a quarter and everything in front of me. And I write down, you know, this big picture that I have and where I want to be in 10 years and what I'm trying 
trying to do with my family and myself. And I don't have it completely figured out. But at the same time, when I do visualization, I just sit there with my eyes closed thinking about what it would be like to reach those goals, what would happen, how would I feel, what would be the reaction of my family, how would it make life easier or different for us, how would it be you know, the same or whatever. And so I just start to visualize this because the more you see it in your mind, the more it feels like something attainable because we often think our goals are just so far away. So I just do it to kind of motivate myself a bit more. Um, the other one is write something. If you are a writer, it's a really good thing to just have some free writing in the morning, just some like some free thoughts and writing about the world, about what you're thinking. If you want to be doing something like, you know, more interesting, um, like writing someone a letter, like my daughter, she actually buys those old school pens and just writes letters. She asked me the other day, she wanted to confirm my address. She says, I'm mailing you a letter. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like been years since that she into that, that, that Victorian old school thing. So, you know, whatever makes you feel good. But yeah, that might be your creative thing. Um, another one is eat the frog. And if you don't know what that means, then you haven't heard my podcast before. Essentially, what I've always known is that frogs aren't cute. They're not fun. They usually take some effort to deal with. And so let's think about that as the hairy task of your day. The thing in your day that you're just like, oh, I do not want to do it, I always do that first. I do it first because you know that's the thing that is looming over you the whole day, ruining your day, and I just don't want to deal with that. It actually stresses you out. By the time you do it, you could probably get it done within an hour when you thought it was going to take 10 days, and then you're like, why did I delay that thing anyway? So that's, that's something I try to do. Another one you could do is research your passion. So let's pretend you're not there yet. You're in the middle of uni and you're going to be, you know, doing X, Y, Z, but you actually want to do this other thing on the side or you want to look at like maybe the topic that you're studying right now in uni is your thing, but you want to like research what you can do with that. Like get yourself hyped. It will motivate you. And if you're not into the university level and you're in other levels of your life, think about what makes you happy, what makes you move emotionally, mentally. Like the reason people don't have motivation, low key secret here is that they're not impassioned about what they're doing. Like you're getting up to, to, to go to this job that you don't really like. That's why you're not that motivated to get up on time and get out the door on time. You don't really like it. So why would you be excited? So I'm all about like shifting into what really is something that's going to move you and get you excited. And that's what I do at Mindful Muslima. That's why it's so easy for me to push myself because I actually love it, right? I love helping women. I love working with women. And, and doing the work of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, another one is you could practice a foreign language. What if you woke up every day and you just gave yourself 10 minutes of practicing Spanish or Japanese or Korean or Arabic, right? We all <laughs> read the Quran. So whatever it is, like really, really cool. Ah, really other cool announcement. You guys are getting a lot of sneak peeks in this podcast. Um, we are hooked up with a very, very famous Arabic and Quran company um, that's all the way in Egypt. A lot of people travel to Egypt all the way to to get Arabic learning because they're famous, famous for that. And I'm not talking about the Egyptian dialect. I'm talking about Fusa. I'm talking about Arabic for the Quran. And so we're actually going to partner with them and they're coming inside of Thrive to do Arabic and Quran this year. Very, very excited. We're in the middle of working that out right now for January. So if you are a Thrive member, get excited because we're going to have some professional teachers that you normally would have to travel all over the world to get to exclusively coming to you right on your phone or computer. So that's another cool thing. All right. Some last tips here are um, plan your day. Like I do my planning on Sundays for the rest of the week, but if you can't do that like bulk thing, 
um, then at least wake up in the morning and just be like, these are the top three things that I'm going to do today. And I have a big thing on top threes. It's been life-changing for me because we all have that list of 20 things that we never get to. And then we usually pick off the easiest ones first or the ones that seem the most urgent that we're kind of forced to do, whether we like it or not. And that approach is kind of why we say stuck. And so I don't use that approach. I use a different one. And so if you want to learn more with me, obviously I'll talk in January, but for now, um, because we're just going through this list of things, I would say in general, plan your day, plan your day. It's really, really important to know what you're going to be doing so you can actually get to the goals that you want to get to, right? The other one is do some stretching. That is something I incorporated. And let me teach you a, a, a quick hit tip here for doing a new habit that you feel like you don't have time or motivation for. You do it with the least amount of friction. That is the trick. So the, the way I, I'm going to tell you like this. I always knew I needed stretching. I never did it. I have a previous injury. It always acts up. And if we look at why, it's because I just don't stretch. I'm like, I, I get up and go. I'm dealing with kids. I'm a mom of fives, a lot going on. And I realized that when I I'm down in Fezure prayer and I'm already on the floor, that is the perfect time to take an extra 30 seconds to three minutes to stretch. I'm already there. So think about ways you can incorporate things that you need to do for yourself in places where you're already there. If it's like taking your, your vitamins, well, you're going to go for your coffee in that same spot on your counter every day. Put the vitamins there, obviously out of reach of the children. But you know what I'm trying to say. Make it easy for you as opposed to walking all the way back to the bedroom, opening up that drawer or that medicine cabinet in the bathroom. Like do it in a way that just makes it seamless. And that's what I've done with the stretching thing. Stretching is always good. I think the Japanese have done this for years. It's just like so phenomenal when you actually feel stretched, you actually feel relaxed. When you're more relaxed, you're less stressed. Mental ease, right? All makes sense. Um, the last thing I will tell you is just if, if you can't do anything else, just decide on one thing you're going to consciously try to improve on in your day. I remember last month in our halakha, we were talking about just like this one or just like this one simple line. I could just use it over and over again to try to just improve on this one thing just in this day or just in this week and just keeping it super simple. So the point of this podcast was not to overwhelm you and smack you with, you know, 20 things. I think it might have been 15 things that you need to do. Oh, no. These are a list of running ideas for you to come back to time and time again. Like I said, you could save this podcast, download it so you have it in your little um, you know, repertoire of things to go back to and get tons of ideas for different seasons of your life and what might motivate and move you and keep you productive and excited about life over and over again. All right. Hope those help. Love to connect with you guys today. I will talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.